And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Episode 183, I think, of The Drop Set. I'm just going to roll into this and pretend like nothing has happened. We've just been going along and plugging away every week. Uh, no, I can't do that. Hey, how are you doing? Um... Did I say my name already? This is how out of practice I am. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I had to come in here. As, as you heard, the opening music changed. I might throw some new stuff at you here. So that that is Hold My Beer. Um, that is the song off of our upcoming release that, uh, as of right now, doesn't yet have a title. But uh, that song is uh, pretty close to done. Most of them are pretty close to done, actually. So um, I'm excited to release that and get it out into the world. Uh, my goal was to have that album done uh, except for some promotional stuff before my prep started. Well, my prep started a few weeks ago. We've still got a, a studio date out there on the calendar. So that didn't happen. Um, it's just about, you know, availability of studio time and that kind of stuff. So we've still got um, a few overdubs to do and some mixed notes to run through and then it'll be done. So that's been uh, the driving force for this summer as far as things that have been taking up time. And I tell you what, I'm going to announce right now. Uh, next summer... We'll be going on hiatus. I know it seems weird. It's like this is my first podcast in 47 years, and I'm already talking about going on hiatus. Basically, it just doesn't work for me to do uh, to try and do a podcast over the summer. You know, my wife's a teacher. She's off for the summer. Our schedule changes a little bit. Um, there's travel in the summer. Uh, it's just meh. because of her being off. Like, if we're going to do any music stuff, that's going to be heavy in the summer as well. So there's less time. And now um, she's back to school today. Is her first official day back uh, with kids. Well, actually, tomorrow kids are there today but she doesn't have them so anyway so the podcast returns here we go episode 183 it's just me i have no guests i'm still on the lookout for guests uh so if you have any ideas let me know i've got a couple things i want to talk about but mostly i just wanted to you know, record something for five minutes here just so that i can make a post on social media about the podcast being back so there we go it's done thanks we'll see you next time um I'm kidding. I got a little more to say than that. Um, where to start? Holy crap. Um, I don't even know where. Here's the thing. This is such an amateur podcast. It's like you would think I'd have some notes or something like that. I did make a couple of notes here of things that I wanted to talk about, but um, I certainly am not running off of any kind of a script. I know. Shocking to believe, right? But Darren, you sound so scripted and so professional. I know. It's just the way I am. You know, it's just it's how I roll. So, oh, man. How are you doing, y'all out there? So, I don't know. If anybody wants to hit me up, let me know. Hey, uh, remember like way back in the day, we used to have this like call-in number where you could call and leave a voicemail? That still exists, by the way. 865-518-2974. Let's revive that thing. I need some fresh blood on here. Part of it is just, you know... As a bodybuilding coach, which by the way, hi, my name is Darren. If you haven't met me or if you haven't heard this before, I'm just going to say there's 182 episodes. You can go back and listen to some of those, right? Although don't go back too far because the further back you go, the shittier they get probably. Um, but uh, as a bodybuilding coach, full-time, that's what I do. Um, one thing that I'd say I run the risk of is I lose a little perspective here and there. And I start to think because I say the same things a lot of the times over and over because I'm always working with new people. I work with people from all experience levels, but a lot of beginners as well, people that are just starting out. Um, 
and to be clear, I think it's always worth restating my definition of bodybuilding. I'm not specifically talking about competitive bodybuilding, but anything that you're doing um, that concerns a diet and a workout plan with the intention of changing your physical appearance, your aesthetics, that's bodybuilding. So it's not about getting greased up with baby oil and jumping up on stage in your uh, less than underwear and showing off what you got. That's competitive bodybuilding, but there's more to it than that. So I do that as well. But, uh, you know, I, I tend to lose perspective, though, because I say so many of the same things over and over again. Like over the last 10 years, I can't tell you how many times I have given the spiel about alcohol and why it needs to be avoided when you're on prep. It seems to be a common sense kind of thing. I also can't tell you how many times I haven't said it. And then somebody's like, hey, I had four beers this weekend and I'm eight weeks out. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Okay, I have to say this. And I go back to the story that I always like to tell about my sister-in-law. Um, her and my brother, um, they had kids a, a little bit later. They didn't have them in their 20s. They had them when they were about 40 or so. And um, she she had always, you know, she had friends who had kids. But, you know, when she got her own, she's like, you, you learn things that you just never really realized before. Like, I never envisioned myself having to say, no, don't lick the car, but here you are. So it's like, you never know what somebody needs to hear until the situation arises where you're like, I need to say this right now. And I can't believe I have to say this, but I do. Okay. Like I would just think automatically, yeah, you're on prep. Don't have beer when you're on prep. It's a dieting competition. So come on, but there you go. Some people need to hear it. Um, anyway, I, I lose a little perspective. So I'm like, I feel like I've covered a lot of ground in 182 episodes previously, but I also don't expect that everyone goes back and listen to all those. God help your soul. I hope you don't go back and listen to all those because that's going to be a rough ride uh, for you and uh, kind of by me as well if I hear about it. And whenever somebody's like, I started listening to your podcast and I started from episode one, like I kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit. Like, I cannot believe you went back that far. Start with the most recent stuff and go back, go back. And then eventually you're going to notice a quality dip and you're like, okay, I'm not going to listen anymore past this. <laughs> so, although I don't know, some of the later stuff was a little weak too. You know what? Just, uh, pull up a random number generator between one and 182 hit go and start with whatever episode number pulls up. Let's go with that. So point being, I don't know what you all want to hear. Like, I know there's stuff that I want to talk about, but oftentimes, you know, th this show is about what you want or need to hear. It's not about what I want to talk about necessarily. Now, often those two things will coincide and meet, but you know, there's, an, it's not infinite crossover on those two things. Um, so like, I, I, I love coming on here and talking about my music stuff, but I'm a realist. And I know that nobody really wants to hear that, or at least it's not what people come here for. Now, if we change this to the the drop set and Darren's uh, fledgling recording career podcast, then sure. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not what it is. Um, so that being said, let me talk about music really quick. I got to get it out of my system. I'm sorry. You know, I don't have any friends. You're my friends here. And if that isn't in a total indictment on my social life, I don't know what is, but there you go. It's the truth. It's the truth. Um, so this album that we're working on, it's six songs. Um, we are on day. Hold on. Let me pull up my Google drive here. I am very meticulous about how I organize all of these, uh, uh, studio renders that we are sent from Travis at Lakeside Studios. By the way, if you're ever in Knoxville and feel the need to record music, I recommend Travis. Um, we've done 15 days in the studio. So we have one more scheduled. That'll be day 16. That's on the 26th of this month. So that's our final mixing. Some uh, vocal overdubs. I've actually got to get Travis to record a couple guitar parts. He's a little gun shy about that, but he's got to do it. Um, 
So we've done a little bit of pre-production. We did a drum tracking day. I did a whole bunch of days. I've done nine days of guitar work. Um, my wife has done nine days of vocal work. But you're like, Darren, that's 18 days right there. You said you've only done 15 days. We did a half day, um, mo most of those. Um, I think day one, two, three... She did a vocal day on her own. Yeah, actually, I've done nine, eight guitar days. So, uh, no, no, nine, nine. Yeah, I'm right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so, man, uh, it's been a lot of work. But doing it half days makes it a little bit more reasonable because she gets vocal fatigue from screaming her ass off in there. Um, and some of the songs, like, you got to scream and you can't go a whole day. And when you're tracking guitars, like, you've got to have the speakers cranked because you got to feel the rhythm in order to keep time. You can't do that quietly. It just doesn't work. Um, with, with rock music, it's just, it's got to be loud and aggressive and obnoxious. And your ears fatigue. So, um, having each of us go for a half a day has been better for us. It's been better for Travis as well. Cause trying to do a full day of tracking guitars, like that's a recipe for a splitting headache right there. Um, half a day, you're still going to get a headache, but you can recover from that. So, um, we did drums, we did bass. Um, we had lead guitar come in and you know, it's been, it's, it's been a production, but I'm thrilled with it. Um, I mean, you heard the snippet. It's either your thing or it's not. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. So anyway, that that's the music setup here, um, and we've got further plans beyond this. We're actually going to do a couple of music videos this time around, like actual like produced music videos where we're going to go on site. We're going to get all dressed up. We're going to you know pretend to play our song. We're going to lip sync, and I'm going to play air guitar in front of a camera and get it all edited together, and it's going to look either cool as hell or goofy as shit, and there's really no, uh, no middle ground there. It's going to be one of the two, maybe a little bit of both. Um, so that's that. Uh, I'm in prep, by the way. I'm competing November 13th down in Atlanta at the Lee Haney Games. So that'll be fun. Um, so far, prep is off to a good start. So I'm going to give you guys the inside scoop here on what my prep is, is like so far. So uh, a little inside baseball talk for you here. So what has uh, changed? So basically, like for me, the magical marker is 16 weeks out. That's like when prep starts. And that's kind of how it worked with uh, Kelly, my coach. Um, she put the plan together. And honestly nothing really changed at 16 weeks out because I'd kind of been in prep mode mentally for a couple weeks before that, like really cranking up the intensity on workouts, um, starting to grind out some cardio. Um, and so she was pretty happy with what she was seeing. She's like, yeah, we're just gonna leave you right there for now. So my macros currently on a low day, proteins, carbs, fats are 250, 425, 50. So 425 carbs on a low day, um, on a high day that goes up to 525 and that's just uh, leg days and back day. So three of those a week four um, four low days, which would be the other muscle groups in a rest day. So, um, it's working pretty well. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I'm hungry. Um, I'm also doing cardio seven days a week, which is more than she's asking me to, but it feels good. And honestly, I'm in, you know, music production mode. Uh, and <laughs> I'm supposed to do 35 minute cardio sessions. Our album is 35 minutes long. So every time I get on my bike for cardio, I listen to the whole thing start to finish and I make notes about what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed. So for the next couple weeks, that's still going to continue to be the game plan after that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> have to come up with something else but uh, it's a good way to kind of you know keep the heart rate up keeps me focused um i push i like the songs they're great they're energizing so um yeah i mean if you're passionate about the stuff that you're listening to and if you write it you better fucking be passionate about it otherwise why are you releasing it because if you don't care nobody else is going to care um i think it's great so it gets me going and uh it, it 
it, it, I need to listen to it anyway to make notes on the stuff. So I'm grinding out cardio. Um, the workouts that I've been doing have been just like really next level. And I would say all throughout my bodybuilding career, the one thing that I have notoriously done is I kind of let myself off the hook in the gym. Like I, I work pretty hard. I don't kill myself. And lately I've been killing myself. And that is why I'm able to keep my macros high. It's become pretty evident right now um, that the reason why I can keep those up and, you know, my, uh, let me pull up my tracker here. So I'm going to give you some real inside baseball here. Um, so you can see, well, not see, but I will tell you about um, how the numbers are progressing and stuff like that. So here we are at 16 weeks out. So this is boom. That was July 24th, 16 weeks out. It was 238 pounds. So now, less than a month later, this morning I was 230 on the dot. I was 228.4 a few days ago. Um, then I had a cheat meal. It spiked up a little bit after that. So, um, yeah, so that's down, what did I say right there? That's uh, pretty much 10 pounds, 9.6 pounds if you're comparing lows there. So um, that's a pretty good, you know, three weeks. I'll, I'll take it. Um, but the visual change has been kind of greater than that. So things are rocking on all cylinders. I feel tighter. Um, I feel fuller, harder, a little bit more dense. Um, there's a lot more detail showing up. Um, it's because the workout intensity is high. I'm really being belligerent and forcing progressive overload. Um, I'm sweating like a mother trucker in the workouts. Uh, if you've seen me on Instagram, I had to start wearing headbands to keep sweat from dripping down into my eyes, which is disgusting and it stings, by the way. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been pretty real. So for once, I, I really feel like I'm dialed in on all aspects. Like I've had my diet together before, but then training has just kind of been like, eh, okay, we're doing all right. You know, I, I, I rate my workouts on a one to 10 scale. And, uh, you know, typically it's like eh, six and a half, seven. I'm a realist. I'm not going to say, oh man, that was 10 out of 10, unless it really was. But if you go back to August 1st, let me read you the numbers that I, I reported for myself on workout quality here. This is going back to the first to present day, nine, 10, nine, 9.5, 8.5, 7.5. That was chest and triceps. That was a, a little dicey last week. We're going to come back to that. Eight, 11. That was quads last week. Nine, 8.5, 9.5, 8.5, 7.5. Chest and tries again yesterday. A little dicey. Today was quads. I'm giving myself a solid 9.5 on quads. I feel like, um, and this is something you can learn from. So progressive overload is great. I overloaded a little bit. There's a, a pendulum squat that I use in place of a hack squat because our gym doesn't have a hack squat and that's what the programming calls for so it, it's basically the same thing it's just a little bit different um but you add 10 more pounds on that and it feels like 50 more pounds like it really really adds up just because of how the machine is designed so um i did add 10 pounds this week and i felt like i was having to push off with my leg with my um, hands off of my legs a lot more for those last few reps i remember last week like I was coming up from the bottom of that squat and you can get really deep, like ass to ankles on that thing. And, um, as I pushed up from that, um, I could feel my legs giving out. I could feel the quads. Like we barely have this in there. And it was that kind of fatigue where you're like, I can do this, but Holy shit, this is going to hurt the next day. Like this feels good right now, but man, I'm going to feel this. And today, because I went a little bit heavier, I had to use a little bit more of that push off. That fatigue was still there, but I think it was a little bit more intense last week. So, and you know, of course what happens there, those notes go in my logbook. So, um, you got to record that stuff. Those are the things that really matter. So there's a little note, like too heavy, lost focus, you know, something like that, just so that, you know, chest and triceps has been kind of weird. Like I go and 
last week I pushed some pretty good weight, but it's just the mind muscle connection wasn't there. It was, it was off a little bit. Like I, I did okay. It was fine. I still gave myself a seven and a half, but it didn't have that edge to it. And so I went back yesterday a little bit differently and I said, forget progressive overload. We're just going to try and go a little bit lighter here and see if we can get that connection going. And I couldn't, it felt about the same as it did last week, actually. So even going lighter, I missed some reps. Uh, my shoulder is very wonky. So, um, I think that's certainly a limiting factor here, but, um, I don't know. We're going to watch that going forward. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to do that workout again. I'm probably going to get a new split before then, but, uh, it's, it's one of those things that's on my radar for next time for chest day. So, um, so prep is going great. Um, what else? What else? It was an eventful weekend here. So, you know, whenever you're on prep, there is this, uh, uh, mentality, this habit to kind of go into a bunker and just avoid things just because it's easier. And I don't want to do that. Um, because I think it's more valuable to share the experience with all of you and with my clients of trying to maintain a somewhat normal life during prep while still staying 100% on plan. Um, so that's going to be my goal. Not like I'm going to go and actively seek out shit to do because I hate doing shit anyway, but if an opportunity presents itself, I'm not going to say no, just because I'm on prep. That's the thing. I'm not going to make my wife go to a back to school party like we did on Saturday by herself because, Oh, I'm in prep. I don't want to be around food. Screw that man up, eat something beforehand and just go and socialize. Um, these are people I like these people. I haven't seen them in two years because there was no back to school party because of COVID last year. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It, it was really good. So I ate my, my full meal beforehand. I went to the party, had a Diet Coke, played with Carly the Pomeranian, who's the cutest little dog ever. Um, sorry, Derby. He didn't hear that. He didn't hear that. Taz. Taz is upstairs. He doesn't give a shit. Um, and uh, just talked with people. So the main thing is like, you know, events like that, it's not about food and alcohol. It's about the social interaction and having moments with people and sharing time and space with them. And it doesn't have to be about food. That, that's the, the main thing that I always like to hammer home to people. Um, and then on Sunday, um, we went downtown. Um, my wife has an old friend that she hadn't seen in a while, um, but who's getting married in October. And so this is a pre-wedding party. Um, and it was at a brewery. So it's like, okay, fine. But again, it's like, I'm not going to make her go down there by herself. And plus, we just got a record player. There's a record store downtown that we haven't gone to. Um, we haven't gone to any record stores, actually. But there was one down there that we wanted to go check out. So I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll just do a quick pop in there um, at the brewery. She got a beer. I got surprise, surprise, a diet Coke. Um, once again, the savior of prep, um, and talk to people. I could use some alcohol cause, uh, there's nothing that gives me anxiety more than a room full of strangers. I don't know. And making small talk. Um, but I did it. I did it. Okay. I sweat through my shirt, which I do when I'm nervous. Um, so that wasn't fun, but you know, I survived. I survived. We went into the record store afterwards and I found a, you might've seen this in my story on Instagram yesterday. Um, this apparently quite rare Elton John live in Moscow from 1979 double album, which I am one of the biggest Elton John fans there is. He is one of two artists I have seen in concert more than once. I've seen him three or four times in concert. Um, and we were supposed to see him last year, but it was canceled due to COVID. It's been rescheduled. So I'm waiting to get details on that, but we still got our tickets for that show when he comes back to Knoxville, whenever that is. Um, I was not aware that this album existed. Like I have read so many biographies on Elton John, including his autobiography. Um, I knew about this show, the, these shows that he did in Moscow in, in the late seventies. Um, he was one of the first American 
uh, not American, but Western. He's British, of course. Um, pop rock acts to to go and play in Moscow. It was a big deal at the time, and so I knew he did the shows. I heard about him. Um, I never knew there was a recording of it. And then I'm just sifting through the albums. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Are you kidding me? So that was an amazing find. That was really cool. And of course, it's absolutely top notch. <laughs> it's fantastic. So anyway, point being, you don't have to miss out on shit just because you're on prep. Um, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make is feeling like in order to be successful, you have to isolate yourself. Like bodybuilding is this special thing. It's very insular. Um, you want to feel like you're doing something that nobody else does. And so there's a tendency to make it even more insular than it has to be. Like you've got to be protective of your time, protective of your plan. You've got to make sacrifice. You've got to have discipline and self-control. But it doesn't mean you have to detach yourself from everything uh, that would be considered normal life. You know, you can still be a human being on prep. You can go and do things. And I work with clients that do really well with that. And I work with some and I see many online who make a big deal about the fact like I'm on prep. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. It's like, get over yourself. Come on. Come on. Just do it. Do it. It's fine. Just go engage in whatever, socialize, but just watch your food and drink intake. That's all there is to it. So, um, so that's prep in a nutshell. Um, check in this week. We'll be at 12 weeks out. That's on Friday. So we'll see what's up. But right now everything's going good. I got no complaints, um, because my food hasn't been taken away yet. So as soon as that happens, you know, next podcast episode I do next week with any luck, right? Um, I'll be back. I'll be a couple days into my new diet and it's going to be a completely different person. I'm going to be like, oh, just kill me now. Oh, God. Uh, A couple other notes there. Um, I had a dream a couple weeks ago, last week, something like that, um, where I was on stage at my show, and I got second call out, and I finished seventh out of nine. And so I always tell people, like, placings don't matter and things like that. But at the same time, like, I do feel like there's a little bit of pressure on me right now because... To some extent, I got a little bit of a reputation and some credibility to try and live up to, right? So, now granted, I haven't competed in nine years, but still, it's like, eh, I got to bring it and seventh out of nine ain't going to cut it unless one through six are all national level competitors. (laughs) But, you know, so right now my goal is like, I got to do better than seventh. That's my current goal. That's my current goal. The the real goal is to get nationally qualified. And if that happens, um, there's a great chance that I'll do um, nationals in Orlando the following month of December. Um, Not like I expect big things out of that, but I think the experience of going and doing that, um, you know, it's funny as a coach, I've never actually been to a national level show. So, um, I think it would be good to do it. Uh, it'd be good to get me out of my shell because nothing gives me more anxiety than thinking about going to a show with 600 competitors. It has nothing to do with the competition aspect of it. That's fine. I can get up on stage. I can perform. You know, a musical background and a theater background helps me with that. I feel very comfortable on stage. It's being backstage with all the people and around the crowds, etc. I don't like that. I don't like that so much. Get me up on stage. I'll be fine. But uh, it'd be a, a good experience to get me out of my comfort zone a little bit. So that's kind of the plan, the tentative plan, if, if, if. So uh, that's what to watch for for the rest of this year for me. I'll keep you posted, of course. And you know how to find me on social media at Darren underscore star on Instagram. That's the way to go. You could also check out. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. I got to look it up. Hold on. <laughs> I was about to say it. And then I'm like, actually, I don't know what my Twitter handle is. Um, where the hell is it? At Darren Star, no underscore. At Darren Star on Twitter. I've started doing some Twitter stuff. 
lately. Um, and it's really more of like sarcastic Darren um, or trying to be funny and failing Darren, that version. Um, with some occasional serious stuff thrown in, but not much. So uh, it's less filtered. It's more off the cuff. So if you're on Twitter, you can go check me out there too. Um, I still don't know how to work it. So for the love of God, please don't DM me on Twitter because I don't know how to respond to those. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, I'll figure it out, but also it's like, I don't think about it because nobody ever DMs me. So uh, I don't ever think to check it. Um, on Instagram, I'm kind of getting used to it. Although I still don't get a lot of messages, but every now and then something will pop up and it'll be like one request. And it's somebody who messaged me like five days ago. I'm like, God damn it. Stupid thing. Um, anyway, what else is going on? Um, I have a little commercial. I mean, you've heard it before here, right? I recorded a few episodes back. I'm going to leave it out just because I don't feel like I have earned the, um, the capital back to, uh, to actually make you listen to and sit through a commercial. So I ain't going to do that. I will tell you, if you're looking for a coach, I am one. If you're looking for workout plans, I have those online. You can go to fivestarphysique.com. That's five spelled out, star with two R's, physique, which I've realized I need to spell for people as well. P-H-Y-S-I-Q-U-E.com. Um, and uh, you can click on workout programs, coaching, read about everything I have to offer there. Click on contact. That goes to me. So um, <laughs> occasionally I will get um, inform uh, information requests from people that su they submit this through the website. And they're like, if, if um, someone on your team or staff can respond to me and I'm always like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am flattered that I put together such a presentation on my website that you would think that I have a team or a staff, but I do not. Like if this website breaks, I'm the one on the phone to hosting, trying to figure out how, and that happened last week. It was annoying, but, um, so anyway, couple of notes here. Um, let's start with some, uh, some positive stuff. So, um, a huge, huge, well-deserved and hearty congratulations to Paige Spadra. Um, who got her pro card at, oh God, it would have been USA's a couple weeks ago um, in where the hell was it? Was it in Vegas this year? No, it's outside of Vegas. Now, it's in that area. It's in the Southwest somewhere. It's usually in Vegas. They moved it because of COVID. I don't have a clue where the fuck anything is anymore. When you've got the Chicago pro in Atlanta and the New York pro in wherever the fuck it was, Orlando. And I mean, it's like, you got to stop naming these shows after cities if they're being held in other cities. This is not rocket science. It's like the city of Chicago is not paying you for naming rights on that show. You've decided to call it that because that's where it is. So if it's somewhere else, call it something else. Ugh. Anyway, sorry, Paige. This is your moment of glory, and I'm going on a rant here. Anyway, um, if you follow Paige, and you should, um, she does a podcast as well. She's called in here. Um, I've appeared on her podcast before. Um, we did a video interview there um, sometime back. Um, she's great. You want to talk about somebody who, like, you know, eats, breathes, and sleeps bodybuilding, um, it's her. So, uh, well-deserved. Um, she won a pro card and figure. And this is after earlier in the year, she did a, um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you the whole story here. So Paige, if you're listening to this, you can just tune out because you know your own story. Um, she did a, like a local slash regional show, something around her, I think, or maybe she traveled for, it. I don't remember. I follow her on Instagram, but everything's a blur these days. So, um, and anyway, it was, uh, she did not place well in that show, but she decided, um, cause she had a national qualification qualification that she was going to do USA's anyway. Um, and, uh, I won't lie at that point. I'm like, eh, really? Eh, okay, sure. Why not? I mean, 
I would do it just for the experience of doing it. So I'm not going to fault anybody, but I'm like, eh, I wouldn't expect the greatest outcome from that, but hey, whatever. Um, and what she did was she absolutely busted her fucking ass for, I don't know how long it was between those shows, but the difference between how she looked at that show versus how she looked at USA's was absolutely fucking nuts. Um, and so, yeah, congratulations. You bust your ass, you put in the work, and it pays off. And what you don't do is have a bad result at a show and then just go sit in a hole for you know months on end. It's like, no. I mean, bodybuilding, realistically, it's about losing way more than it's about winning if, if you qualify wins and losses by places. Um, so if you have a low placing, guess what? <laughs> If you want to get good at something, you have to suck at it first. And so if you want to do well in bodybuilding, you got to be a shitty bodybuilder first. Paige, I'm not saying that's what you were, but I'm just saying like you, you, you can't, if you're at the, you're not going to get to the top of the hill unless you start at the bottom of the hill or somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, the problem is you've got to be okay with being at the bottom of the hill or at the middle of the hill and understand that to get to the top, it's hard work. It's a competition. Everybody else is working hard too. You've got to work not only hard, but harder than everybody else. So, um, yeah. So once again, Paige, major congrats, well-earned. So, um, there was a comment, um, that, uh, my client Paul made in a check-in today that I thought was kind of funny. He just started a cut, um, and it's it's just for a photo shoot. He's not doing a show this year. He has in the past. He will again, but he's just doing a photo shoot this time around to give him something to push for um, and give him a reason to cut and something to focus on, which I totally support. Smart move. So um, he he has a background as a triathlete as well. So um, he said in his check-in, it was just kind of an off-the-cuff remark, like, you know, if this was a uh, he was saying like, man, this cardio feels like a lot. I've got him doing five sessions. Not a, not a ton, but you know, when you get used to doing none or doing it very sporadically, five sessions feels like a shit ton. Right. Um, and so he said in his comment, he's like, I was asking myself, does this pace feel sustainable? Um, and, uh, he said for my triathlon days, if the answer was yes, it means you're not pushing hard enough. Um, and I listened to that and I'm like, I totally get that for a triathlete. For bodybuilding, it's different. Because as a triathlete, if you increase your pace, you finish sooner, and that's the goal. As a bodybuilder, if you increase your pace, start date doesn't finish, or start date, no, the finish date doesn't change. Um, the, the show is still on the same date. It's not like you can, by working harder, the show date gets pushed up or anything like that. All you risk doing is burning yourself out. So um, I just thought that was a, a kind of a, a funny offhand, offhand comment that was worth bringing up. Like, you know, bodybuilding is very different from other things. It really is. You know, it's not a race. Everybody knows when, where, when the finish line is and everybody's going to get there at the same time. The question is, how do you look when you get there? So and the, the, the pace at which you go determines that to some extent, but it's not like by going harder, you're going to get there any sooner. So uh, what you can do is you can burn yourself out. And I've seen a lot of people do that where they go really, really good for, you know, the first 12, 13, 14 weeks on prep and they fall apart at two weeks out and they never make it on stage. It's like, eh, didn't pace yourself, didn't pace yourself. And it's why I ask a lot of questions on check-in um, with clients to try and ascertain how they're doing there. Like I look at them, um, I look at their numbers, I look at their progress, I look at the rate of progress, um, I'm sniffing out plateaus and stuff like that. But I'm also asking a lot of questions like, how are you feeling? How are you holding up? What are you stressed about? Because that kind of stuff, you can develop a lot of uh, cues and insight into where their head's at and their head will tell you where their body's at as well. But you've got to ask the questions. You've got to listen to what they're saying. So, um, and then finally, 
we'll close on a, uh, a sour note here. Um, a couple of sour notes. So first of all, um, we lost a couple people this week in the bodybuilding world. So first of uh, first, we lost. Uh, I don't know if this was this week, last week, whatever, um, recently, John Meadows. Um, so mountain dog, you know, you probably know John Meadows if you follow bodybuilding. Um, and, I mean, it's a, it, any way you slice it, it's a, it's a big loss and it's sad. Um, he had a lot of health issues, um, going back for many, many years. Um, so, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, people will automatically ask like, well, did bodybuilding play a role in this? Well, you know, bodybuilding impacts a lot of stuff that goes on with your body. And if you have health issues and you, if you push yourself at a really high level, you know, I mean, it, you're not doing yourself any favors probably, but I think it would be jumping to conclusions to say that it, uh, that it hastened things. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It's not really even an appropriate conversation to have, but uh, there's always speculation. And, um, I guess what I would just like to do is remember John Meadows for who he was, which was uh, a good coach, um, a great programmer, um, a good ambassador for the sport. And by all accounts, I never met him, um, but all around a good dude. I did email him a couple times regarding some things, but um, an all around good dude who uh, was a really, really positive force in the industry. So he will definitely be missed. Um, and then uh, recently, this last weekend, um, we lost a woman bodybuilder by the name of Elena Kosanova. Um, and this was show related. So um, this is a cautionary tale. It's very sad. Um, but w with whenever something negative happens, I think it's good to try and take whatever positive thing you can. And w when the negative thing is you're talking about a loss of human life, it's like anything positive that you can take from that is going to be trivial in comparison. Um, but the, the cautionary tale here is be careful. Be careful what you do around show day and always ask yourself, what are you working for? And if you're pushing your body to the limits, is it worth it for whatever trophy or whatever prize money might be at the end of the rainbow? Um, it's, the sad thing is this was avoidable. Um, uh, all accounts are it was uh, due to overuse of diuretics. So, and whenever you talk about somebody who is hospitalized or dies at or around a bodybuilding show, Pretty much 100% of the time, it's diuretic related. So um, I say speculation is, I mean, yeah, you can speculate all you want. That's what it is. <laughs> they, they might say uh, died of dehydration, but that's because of diuretics. So, uh, you know, that, that is the cause. And by all accounts, um, the protocol that she was on was nuts. So there's going to be a future conversation here. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but there's going to be a future conversation on peak week and how to do it correctly and how to abuse the fuck out of it and really screw it up and put yourself at greater risk for health issues. Um, cause you can have health issues even if you don't die. Uh, that's another important thing to take home. So the one thing that I would like to leave you with right now is a note that's not so much about the specifics of peak week, but a note about trust. Um, if you have a coach in this sport, first of all, kudos. Um, you've recognized that there is somebody out there that probably understands this better than you and can help you and be an extra set of eyes. And I think looking for help and accepting it is, uh, it's a, it's a great sign. It's a great sign of maturity and understanding your limits and, um, trying to get help from, from the correct source. Um, and I would say for anybody, whoever your coach is, if I am your coach, do not take anything that I say at face value. Um, like, I'm not going to lie to you. 
Um, but there might be some things like, huh, I don't know why he has me doing that. Ask. Usually if there's something like that, I will explain it. Sometimes just like, I, I think the explanation is fairly obvious, so I don't go into great detail. But that's again, what I mentioned before, my perspective is a little skewed. I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, I'm like carb cycling makes total sense. Why does he have me carb cycling? We'll ask. I, I will be happy to tell you. <laughs> so the carb cycling isn't going to kill you though. So, um, you might feel like it does on certain days, but no, it won't. Uh, so you have a responsibility as a client to not blindly follow your coach's orders because your coach may be fucking stupid and irresponsible. Um, and that would be a problem. And so if you're like, this doesn't pass the smell test, this doesn't seem right. Ask, ask, and just understand it's your health. So, and this is typically when we have this conversation, we're talking about anabolics, gear, and ancillaries like that. So, for natural competitors, you're pretty much in the clear. Your coach isn't going to kill you. Um, it's hard to kill anybody with just food and water. Um, so, but when you start t talking about other compounds, um, I've got certain limits um, as a coach where I'm just not comfortable with certain things. Um, in the 10 years that I've been doing this, coaching online, I have never had a client use a prescription diuretic. Never. No exceptions. Now, some have elected to on their own. I have advised them against it. Um, because in most cases, I, I don't feel with most of my clients it's necessary. Um, you can get that little extra edge from it maybe, but I, I really don't think it's worth it. And the other thing, and this also goes for something like... Um, Insulin, right? It's a very common um, uh, compound used in bodybuilding because it, it can really promote muscle growth. But the problem is if you use it incorrectly, you can go into a diabetic coma and die. So that's a little problem. And it's a little bit of a boogeyman for a lot of people. You know, there are a lot of people out there fairly who say, I'm never touching that stuff. Like, yeah, that, that, that's a reasonable stance to take. Um, you've got a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I, I, I dabble in that, you know, and might be like, okay, great. Do your research. Um, like I will not, um, with exceptions that I can count on one or maybe two fingers. Um, I, I won't, uh, run insulin with anybody. Um, just because if I'm not there to like draw it up for you and do the math for you and hand you the syringe, et cetera, it's like, I, I honestly, I, I don't trust people's math abilities well enough to not screw that up. Um, cause you know, I, I took calculus, you know, I went to engineering school and in learn and going through that, I had a really good sense of how bad most people are at math. Um, and there is math involved whenever you're doing insulin or growth or something like that. Usually you will take both of those together. I mean, not like at once, but you'll, you'll run them both at the same time. Um, and the last thing that you want to do is grab your insulin vial and think you're drawing up growth hormone and there, and just like, okay, that was a little too much. Um, now you're going to have to eat like mad to avoid a diabetic coma. So this is a problem. Um, you're going to go into hypoglycemic shock. This is a bad thing. So it's just too easy to screw something like that up if you're not careful and if you really don't know what you're doing. So my advice on something like that or with diuretics is um, 
I strongly advise against it. If you're going to do it, you're on your own. And um, I, I will tell you what I think you need to know because I need to make sure that you're set in the right path. But I strongly advise against it. Um, and you need to have a really, really good understanding of what's going on in your body. Like, you know, uh, when it comes to insulin specifically, like release timing protocols and stuff like that, which, uh, which variety of insulin are you using? What's the timing protocol on that? What's the release pattern on that? Do you know when does it peak? When does it taper off? You got to know that stuff. That's not optional knowledge. <laughs> like you have to really, really understand that stuff. I can tell you, but if I tell you, you're not as invested in, um, in the precision of, of understanding how it works. And that's really, really super critical. So basically, um, to quote Timothy Leary, think for yourself, question authority. Um, in this case, your coach, don't assume that they're lying to you or trying to kill you, but you know, question them. Like, why am I doing that? And if your coach doesn't explain it or says, just trust me, fire that coach. <laughs> that is, that is not an acceptable. There are a lot of acceptable answers to that question. That is not one of them. So anyway, cautionary tale for you there. I appreciate you all listening. So once again, let me give you that call in number. Let's get some messages going here. I don't, nobody wants to listen to me yammer on about my bullshit for 40 straight minutes. We got to interrupt this with some other people talking here. So 865-518-2974. I need to pull that up right now and make sure that there is space on that. Where is it? Google phone. Wow, what the hell is it? Oh God. More from Google. Okay, great. Um, don't do oh, Jesus. They're making this hard. Okay. Oh, it's alphabetical even. Okay, good. Google phone. Did it just go away? Do I not have it anymore? Podcast? Phone? Is there a search? Jesus. Oh my God. Search phone. Nothing. Okay, I don't know what happened. They call it something else. Don't know what they would call it. Good Lord. For business, maybe? I don't know. Phone, phone, phone. Okay. As far as I know, it still works. I don't know. Um, I'll find out. I'll find out for sure. <laughs> uh, there's that. Here's that. No hangout. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm a little worried that maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe that's why nobody's calling me. Okay. Um, hey, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. You're going to hear this. I'm going to call it right now from my phone and see what happens. Stand by. 1-865-518-2974. Let's see who answers this phone. does not bode well. Hmm. Uh-oh, people. I think we might have a situation. Hey, this is Darren Starr, you've reached the voicemail hey. box for the drop set. To have your question read and answered in an upcoming Listen episode, to that radio voice. Identifying yourself and where you're from, and try to keep your question to about 20 seconds or so. 20 seconds. What a Nazi. What a cheese ball. Hey, Darren, this is Darren. Your message is 100% pure cheese. And I am going to keep this over 20 seconds just to piss you off. And I know I can get away with it. But really, I just want to see if when I leave this message, if it actually sends you an email, sends me an email, sends us an email. So, um, yeah, has it been 20 seconds yet? 
Oh, it hung up on me. Oh no, I'm getting a spam call. Okay, we're gonna answer. We're gonna ignore that. Okay, are you still there, Darren? I don't know. It looks like yeah, it's still going. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna shut up. I think I made my point here. Hang up. Okay. There we go. Um, so it never rang on my computer over here. It used to. Um, so now I refresh the inbox. We're gonna see if this works or not. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, the suspense is killing me. Oh my god. Okay. 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 I got nothing yet. Spam. Hmm. Nope. 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 There's some interesting stuff in this spam folder. Something for my wife in here. Wasn't sent directly to me, at least. But, uh, yeah, report not spam. She is not spam. Jesus. Uh, Google Voice. New voicemail from Darren Starr. Look at that. Okay. All right. Hey, Darren. This is Darren. Your message is 100% pure cheese. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. See, it even gives me a transcription of it. So, that still works. Okay. Now we know. Now we know. So, 865-518-2974. So, you've heard the whole process. It's not intimidating. It's not scary at all. Good stuff. Good stuff. So call, leave a message, tell me what you want to talk about, and uh, we'll cover it. That's all I got. So once again, episode 183 in the books. It's good to be back. Summer is over. The drop set is back, and uh, uh, feels good. Feels good. Watch this.